0: All right, you guys, today's episode is going to be structured a little differently. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is listen and stick with me. But I want to address something <laughs> that happened in another episode. I don't remember the length to which we spoke about this, but it was a few minutes. OK. And I, th- I swear we talked about this, but that's probably because I lived this nightmare. So we're just going to get to it. Look, I got a real bone to pick with Kashi Golene Crunch. So we're going to kick off today's episode (laughs) with an unprecedented shift in material. We're doing bottom of the cob first. So we'll play the song. Hit it. we got to play the song. Okay. I I wrote it. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the the cob. cob. Okay. My bottom of the cob, and it's so fitting that it's bottom. What? Are you going to
1: reference what we talked about in the last episode? I but, don't remember. Uh, just in the last episode that you talked about how you were a hot box in this studio. Okay, I
0: didn't say that. I'm not like gross and crass. <laughs> Basically, know. here's what happened. Elaine Boozler was a guest on this podcast.
1: Right. That's when it was after.
0: I don't remember. Oh, I guess I was talking we were about were a
1: solo beforehand.
0: Oh, you, why don't you just tell the story since obviously I'm just saying I don't know what's I'm going on. I'm just setting
1: up that we were no, recording I actually don't a podcast <laughs> with you and me before Elaine Boozler came in and you were like, "I'm so sorry. I am farting quite a bit."
0: And I, by the way, I'm not a gross out. No, you're like, very polite. I'm not the kind of oh, I'm farting. Oh, I got to take a shit in the front. I think poop is funny, but like <laughs> I don't reveal that readily. No. But it was at such critical mass. <laughs> That I had to address it.
1: Well, and so we tried to discuss—it was like, what did you eat? And you were like, well, I've just been drinking whole milk all day. And, and I, so we thought it was that. Right, We thought, you just—you right. were in charge of yourself. You all had right. gotten cereal
0: and milk. Simons. So that's his, That's the extent to which we We thought discussed. it was milk, and I talked to my mom, and she was—I was like, maybe, like everyone in L.A., I, I like to say I'm lactose intolerant. But my mom's like, you're yeah, not. My mom's always, like, a bullshit call. She's like, that's not the problem. You're fine. And I'm like, you're right. I've never—I don't drink a lot of milk, but I'm not lactose intolerant any more than the average bear— and I was like, what? I didn't really eat much that day. I don't understand what's happening. And then I was like, well, I guess I, I had two bowls of Kashi Golene Crunch for dinner or like right before bed, as you do. And then I probably had two that morning. And Emily, that prompted Emily to like do a little research. And apparently Kashi Golene Crunch is the culprit. And there is a small section of our population that is experienced— the butt wrath of Kashi Golean Crunch. If you Google it, you went on Reddit. Google, no, I just went to Google
1: Golean Crunch farts or Google Golean Crunch gas. Is Kashi get, part? Of the, did
0: I make it? Is there no Kashi?
1: No, it's Kashi. Okay, good, 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 good. There is so many sites. One, pleasegodno.com and there's just a uh, just a bunch of people giving their thoughts. There's an entire online community. Just and every review page, it's like when people for a while kept talking about the Haribo sugarless gummy bear reviews, and how everyone was just pooping themselves for days. Okay, so it was like this very viral selection of reviews. What got I'm just thinking everyone except for I don't think I've never of heard, of ever that. heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I also would Not never like eat a, a sugarless
0: thing, yeah. gummy bear. Everyone Joyless knows. Gummy bear. Everyone on the um,
1: internet knows.
0: And I felt better. I found my online community, so I understand why like, weirdos who like have like real dolls and need someone to talk to, but. It will blow it out. There were people in there that were like, I don't want to embarrass my child in front of their friends. I'm at work. I'm at church. This is in front of the Lord. Dear God, help me. One girl was like, sometimes I just eat it at night. That way my body yes. gets its farts out in my
1: sleep. People were saying, I eat it Friday
0: night, so I have the weekend <laughs> to blow out my O-ring. You guys, I when I tell you the farts and I guess going to the bathroom, it was the noises coming out of me were otherworldly. Like, I could not get away from my own butt. And I was, I was like, I'm stuck with this. And Elaine Boozler was here, and I was just sitting on my own farts like, oh, my God. Like I, And I was just, like, pressing down on the chair, hoping the chair, because, and then the podcast was over, and she was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I had to pee, but I also, <laughs> knew I, go, I go, I have to go to the bathroom. She goes, oh, I have to go, too. And it was like a big, I, I was like, no, I'll just, I'll go later. Because I couldn't, I knew I had to, like, get in there. And just let uh, it sound like a plane launching.
1: <laughs> I mean, the reviews people leave are really hysterical. But, like, one person says, this stuff is potent. I cut ass for a solid 10 hours after eating the cereal. I'm talking mass quantities of air, almost unbelievable. unbelievable. I still wonder where the sheer volume of
0: air came from. I mean, people are baffled.
1: That's a fermentation situation that's happening right there.
0: It was brutal. It's as if they took each little grain and gave it a pep talk, like, go make farts. And then they put them <laughs> in the box, like, go get them, tiger. It was painful. I mean, not like, I wasn't like bleeding or anything, but it was th- stomach pains. People complain. They're like, I was keeled over. I was crying. Extraterrestrial farts. So much stomach pain. It was in my chest It was in my boob at one point. (laughs) The volume and the smell of this gas is incomprehensible. At one point, there wasn't even smell. It was just like, I got to make a big noise. It was like (laughs) a cruise ship leaving the harbor. But then
1: there's people in here like, well, you all are not eating enough fiber because it didn't affect me. I eat enough fiber. I'm a healthy
0: man. You must fart way more. And that terrifies me for your family because (laughs) I have a pretty balanced diet. And then there were people who were like... I think even the website's like, we suggest you work your way up. Yes. Like, this is a life yes! goal. <laughs> it's fucking breakfast here. Se- work my way up. To what? Just going to Mars? Like, just
1: have a little bit. Just, resume material I'll, I can handle oh. 7 cups of kashi gulin <laughs> in one sitting in <clears throat> a rotary club I mean there are p- hilarious kashi stories some might find offensive like Tell it. people are I mean Tell it's it. just all, that's how they label the entire thread is like it, the fact that oh godhelpme.com is like a kashi did a well I think they talk about a variety of things but then kashi this is on womenshealth.com it causes unrelenting gas gas is all caps. gas. gas Anyone else have trouble on Road Bike Review? Anyone else have trouble with Kashi Golean Crunch? I like turned these... my
0: pedal bike into a motorized bike when I farted my way to the finish line. It turned a beautiful ride into a painful nightmare. <sighs> Gas-fueled nightmare. So that did happen to me, and I was a little scared because I didn't know what was causing it. Because, you know, I eat cereal. We all eat cereal. You have some before bed. You have it in the morning. This is—it's like a medical procedure. <laughs> Well, this person says it definitely keeps the pipes cleaned out, though. What? No one needs sparkling clean pipes. Mm. No one's looking at your pipes. Anyways, that was my bottom of the cob. The fact that I was, like, tearing it up and scared, and I couldn't go anywhere. Like, you have to go into a shame <laughs> hut and just fart your way into a pillow <laughs> until your body is all tapped out. You did, uh, you got rid of it. I almost took off. Like, I had to, like, hold on to the car because I was going to float out the window.
1: The fact that you left here and called your mom is...
0: Who's so scared. Like, please Can please you pick me up? Me. What's happening <laughs> to my butt? Anyway, those, like, the noise... At one point, I think a fart spoke to me. At one point, it was, <laughs> Release me! It was brutal. I love that
1: there's such a sect of people that are like, but I'm going to keep eating it. I just have to do it.
0: Like, it's not a phase. Like, it's going to keep happening. Eat a
1: different cereal. Eat
0: any other grain with milk. Have some fucking corn.
1: And then somebody says this problem appears to date back at least 10 years. Links to other road bike comments from 10 years prior. It's just a list of
0: obituaries.
1: It's just, am I the only
0: one? Like, everybody just wants
1: to feel seen and heard.
0: And, yeah, we heard you. We heard those. Somebody
1: says go lean crunch. More like go fart crunch.
0: Nice. Someone obviously works in copywriting. Anyway, that is my bottom (laughs) of the cob, and something I had to come clean about. I am not... Here for like shock value. I think but, you all know me, but I, I was just tooting.
1: If you were worried when you were listening to the other episode, like,
0: oh, Eliza ate a lot of milk. No, nope. things are go- No, it not was not the this. milk. It could happen to you. In my house, you know, we're a pretty uh, polite couple to each other. <laughs> yeah. I I've, like I heard him fart like once, and even then, I was like, I wasn't sure what that was. <laughs> but like one time, I think I did, and he was like, "Wow, you're just rootsing in a tootin." And so now Rootsin' is what we say. I'll be like, it's Rootsin'. i got to go. Anywho, that's my home life. Uh, that is my bottom of the cob. I defy you to have a bottom of the cob as bad.
1: I cannot find my headphones and uh, lightning cable, and I don't know where they are, and I don't know what to do. How am I supposed to live?
0: All right. You know what? You're just phoning it in now. You could have really been like, I can't find my headphones, and that's a whole thing, but—
1: it's my headphones and my lightning cable, and they're in a little pouch that's a bright blue. Stripe. The audience
0: is not going to help you find. They're not looking for. <laughs>
1: I'm it. not saying to look you for. It, I'm it. just it? saying it's
0: three pieces of item that I have lost somewhere. That's why every time you get something, you have to scatter it to the four winds. That way, when you that way things don't <laughs> get lost I, together. I
1: truly, I don't. All right, I next, don't lose things. I don't tend to lose things. Okay.
0: I'm sorry that happened to you. At least your butthole wasn't ripped out.
1: I paid ten dollars for that lightning cable.
0: Okay, and I had to pay a lot more for a new butthole reconstruction. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to our new sponsor. Would
1: you ever eat the Golene again?
0: I would eat Kashi Golene Crunch again just to chronicle it for people. Right. That's why I would do that for you. <laughs> Welcome to Jackass. I'm Eliza Schlesinger. This is how my <laughs> this is how i lost things my go butt. really
1: south for you, you're gonna start an Instagram page for just-
0: your <laughs> It's like Japanese businessmen can get boners. Yeah. All right, next one. Here's the question. So that was bottom okay. of the cup. We'll do top of the cup at the end. Yeah. It won't compare to that. My top of the cup is not eating Kashi Golden Crunch.
1: Mm, you love it.
0: Oh, uh, It does involve a bathroom, though. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm really on theme here. We're getting organized.
1: Okay. Well, we'll all be looking forward to that. Kick it.
0: Dorniac 24. You sure about that? <laughs> no.
1: Dorniac? How do you and your husband deal with communication when you are apart, aka work travel? Now, you've you've answered something like this, but they say oh, both Dorniac my boyfriend obviously wasn't listening. Well, it, in, it hasn't come out listening. yet. Both my boyfriend and I travel a lot for work. I try to talk to him daily through text or phone calls. It seems like he forgets about me unless I am in front of his face. What if
0: Dorniac was Melania Trump? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, see, this personal spin is why we're doing this question. Okay. I leave him alone during
0: work hours, but he hardly responds to me after work either. Suggestions.
1: So this isn't just like, what do
0: you do? It's like, hey. Look, women are better communicators than men. Whether it's like a lot of white noise, women are definitely more verbal and they're better communicators. I honestly wouldn't be offended. I think part of being with someone is accepting their limitations and what they are good at. Mm -hmm. I happen to be—this is not like rubbing it I haven't even married to a man who is a very good communicator and very clear. I've definitely dated men or gone out with men where they're like, just because I didn't call you, I was busy. Mm -hmm. Of course, we always want to be on people's minds all the time. But you also need to remember that you need your alone time, too. And it shouldn't be contingent upon checking in with him all the time. I'm not saying you're needy or anything, but some people are just naturally not great at that. If it's a respect thing, like call me before bed, like that's fair. But you're saying, where's the bottom of this? I feel like I've, I, I just want to read it again. Both my boyfriend and I travel a lot for work. I try to talk to him daily. It seems like he forgets about me unless I'm in front of his face. I mean, the other version of it is like, do you think that's really him or do you think it's a bigger issue? Talk it out with him because some people get really preoccupied. Some guys don't want to text or be on the phone. Mm-hmm. Maybe set a minimum. Be like, I just want to say goodnight to you. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then I don't know if this guy is worth it. But he hardly responds to me after work either. Is this guy, like, a rocket scientist and the president? Like, do you have to unwind that hard that he can't respond to you? Well, if he's going... The guy just sounds like a dick. But
1: here's the thing. If he's traveling for work, like, I feel like there is definitely, like, you go to... You're in another state. Let me take this all back.
0: Here's the thing. Communication has never been easier. And it is not hard to communicate with someone. It is not hard to send a text. It's, it's kind of bullshit now. People are like, sorry, I've been so slammed. That's usually code for I don't want to talk to you. I don't know your relationship. But, like, in the dating world, that means he's not into you. So if you love this person, maybe he's, like, a super genius and his brain just doesn't operate that way. It sounds like you need to have a talk with him because you don't want to force anything. Right. But you also need to feel catered to.
1: But there is the issue of if... Depending on the industry that he's in. Yeah. And they're both out of town. When you go out of town, a lot of the times you go, you fly there, you do your conference or whatever. Then you have to go have dinner with your other coworkers. Then you have to talk to them and talk about your
0: work that day. We also don't know. Like, maybe he is communicating. Maybe he does send a text and she wants a phone call. Maybe Mm -hmm. it is a phone call and she wants longer. So, again, we don't have the metrics for that. Right. It definitely just needs to be a discussion. I will say, like... There have been times where I just don't call or text my husband before I go to bed, and I've never heard anything from him about that mm-hmm. because we both fully trust the other one, and he knows that I get really tired, and sometimes I know if he's busy, and it's sometimes you talk a lot, sometimes you don't, but you should feel strong enough in your relationship that if you don't talk, the world isn't crumbling. Right. Sounds like you need to have a conversation with homeboy because yeah. there's no way he's that busy. Unless well, he's, like, working in a government job where he can't have his phone. Sometimes that's I mean, true.
1: yeah, and I just think about, like, when my dad goes on a conference or whatever, and then he has to go to dinner, and, like, I'll check in, and he'll be like, I have to have dinner with all these people. But at least he's saying that. Eat really late, and I, I gotta go. I
0: I'm think like, her right. thing is she wants to feel valued. She wants right. him to want to talk to her, but that's, like, the friends thing. Like, I want you to want to do the dishes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Some people just don't want to. Or right. he's doing the guy thing, thinking, like, everything's cool, and she's like, we yeah. haven't talked. So... Like maybe she's having a great time at home. Put the gloves on, have an unarmed but nice conversation cuz gloves off means you're ready to go. Okay. Anyway. Sarah Teresa says, "I don't um... think we really answered that." But that <laughs> was mean, a tough one. Here's the thing. No, they... let's not let's not go back into it. <laughs> it was it was too much.
1: Okay. It was a tough one. You Scott, to what do you think? I don't care. All
0: right, go. No, not you. You. Go. Sarah Teresa
1: <laughs> says, I'm really not a wedding person, but I've recently been asked to be maid of honor at my sister's wedding. What are your tips for being a dope maid of honor Whoa. when it's really not my, not your scene? I want my sister to have the absolute best experience. I don't want my meh attitude to let her down.
0: Okay, honestly, Sarah, I, I'm saying this, like, as someone that cares about you and, like, as someone you like to watch and that you know, <laughs> probably look up to. Don't be a bitch. Like, don't be a bitch. You, you can control your meh attitude. You can also fake it. For the day. Okay? If she wants you to be a bridesmaid, look, I don't love wearing dresses. I've been a bridesmaid once. I think twice. I was a maid of honor the other time and no one else was there. If you love your sister, that's what you'll do for her.
1: Well, so this girl is the maid of honor. Sorry. Same thing. What are your tips for being a dope maid of honor?
0: I was a maid of honor for my best friend, but I was also the only. There were no bridesmaids. It was Mm. just me. I am not a girly girl but my best friend is even less of a girly girl. So I tried to fill in things that she didn't have. Like Michelle's, that's her name, is really good (laughs) at organization and she's really smart, but she doesn't know, like, she had her wedding at her house. So I crept in there and I went into her bathroom and I set up all the makeup and I made it look like a little salon and I Mm -hmm. did her makeup. I'm not, uh, I don't love makeup, but I know how to do makeup from doing my own and getting it done to me a lot. And she doesn't know any of that. So I did Mm -hmm. that for her. She did not need me to help with the caterer or planning like she wanted to do that. Right. So I merely filled in, you know, or like she was like, oh, I'll just walk down the aisle and I'll just come. And I'm like, no, let's have a moment. I tried to fill in with little things that I knew. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's really hard to do that. It's really hard to be totally selfless and just be there for someone else. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel that way on my wedding day. I felt like no one you want to ever tell you this. My makeup artist. You were there, and you were there as a guest, but you were there to help me as my assistant. All this stuff. Yeah. None of my bridesmaids learned how to tie up my bustle, which is like a little thing
1: <laughs> that you danced too hard and it ripped. But you learned it. Yeah.
0: None of them even took a second because they were all shit canned or they like, really not, like, panicked. Yeah, but you learned it, and yeah. my makeup artist pulled me aside. He goes none of these women care about you. They're all bitches. He said that to me, which is so inappropriate. And he goes, the only ones that cares is that friend. And he was pointing at you. And I was like, oh, well, I pay her. But the fact that, like, no one was there to, like, check my dress or do anything, no one was really there for me. I will never let go of this, like, emotionally.
1: But here's what I will tell you. As much as you very kindly said you are a guest, I did not go in with that. I purposefully... Went in with the mentality of, I am here to make sure this goes smoothly. Which you
0: didn't have to do, but totally. And you, you did. Would have been fi- if I, I would not have been fine I, without you. Well,
1: but I didn't feel like you were asking me to work there. Right. I took that upon myself just because I was like, all right, I've seen this through to this point. I need to see it through to the end. So I was like checking in on things or whatever just because I wanted to feel like I was in control of it. I think
0: that's what it comes down to.
1: And I—partially, but, but I think that there is— If you are the maid of honor and you want to be a great maid of honor, you are not there to have a good time. You're not. You are not at a party. You are not there to enjoy
0: cake and food. My bridesmaids definitely forgot that they were there to help me. You are
1: there to, yeah, you are the personal assistant for the day. Have eyes on your sister. Be aware.
0: You You sound like the kind of girl that gets shit done. Like, meh attitude is usually someone that's like, look, I think everything's bullshit. So apply that to that. It, all it takes is one day to make it about her and mm-hmm. to be selfless. Get up early, do yoga with her. What? Go get her food. Be the inner like person that uh, is the conduit, so people aren't coming up to her for sex. Yes, answer Just, the
1: questions. And as the sister, you know the most about her, so
0: try to anticipate what she will have our time with, as you did yeah.
1: with with Michelle's friend.
0: Yeah, I knew that she couldn't do her makeup, and I I volunteered to do the hair. She didn't have a lot of money. She wasn't going to yeah. pay for someone, and I knew I could do that for her. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Just suck it up and do it. Yeah. Because if she's asking you to do it, it means she trusts you the most. Right. And if, like, there's problems, cater or whatever,
1: intercept anybody. Nobody needs to be talking to the bride And the halfway through of. the party, you can get shit canned,
0: but just keep it together.
1: Right. Get through first dance. Get through photos, drunk, signing mm-hmm. that thing, maybe even the cake cutting, and then go live your life because at that point, everybody should be, like, drunk yes. or whatever. Although but- my
0: cake cutting was a disaster.
1: Well, <laughs> anyway, get um, through it. I'm what married. Do you think about the, um, like all the different things that maid of honors have to do now. Like there's all these different things leading up to it. Bachelorette party. I think it depends on the kind party. of girl. Because
0: like there are some girls that are like, I've got my sorority sisters, my work friends, my college friends. I am not that kind of girl. You know, there is a limit on what you can put on another person. Such a monetary commitment for a yes. maid of honor these days. It's it's hundreds and thousands of dollars. I think you can have a rational discussion. Mm -hmm. With that bride and be like, I want to do X, Y, and Z for you. Yeah. You know, maybe it's your best friend and she wants to do all that stuff. My cousin was one of my maids of honors and she was delightful. Mm -hmm. She is probably getting engaged soon. And I pulled her to the side and I was like, Look, I had maids of honor because my husband has groomsmen. I didn't really want to do it. And I included her because of my cousin and I had family. Yeah. I know that she has sorority sisters and like a lot of girlfriends. And I said to her, I love you. I am there to do whatever you want. Yeah. You do not have to include me. Because you think you should. Like, I don't want you to stress about that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, thank you. I think if we have these real conversations where you're like, look, don't invite me, do. Like, a good friend will or won't come to your wedding based on what you want. Mm -hmm. I had friends that were like, you don't have to invite me. I love you so much. And I have people who I am close to that I wasn't invited to their weddings. And I never gave them shit about it. If you ever give someone shit for anything about their wedding, whether it's making fun of something. I had a guy friend that was like, oh, really? This is what you went with? Get the fuck out of here. Let's see you drop $100,000 on fucking flowers, you monster. So those are bad friends. Right. People are going to show sides of themselves when you get married that you did not know existed, like demonic other sides. And it's nice to have someone in your corner. So that's it. Suck it up for a day. Be there for her in the best way. And if she gives you any shit, like if she thinks it's not good enough, she can go to hell. Yeah. But basically consider that you're going into work. You're going into battle. (laughs) See, this paper straw is disintegrated now. I can't drink. Oh. It's a shame. Oh, you know what you do? You if you know your straw, you're straw, I rip it. All oh, right, next question. I rip it in half. Okay. Wow, oh, that's awful. Aaron
1: David Cutts asks, how do I get my girlfriend to watch more YouTube documentaries with me? She hates them, and I have to give in and watch Mindless TV when we are home together. Fair. No Bloomberg or any substance or educational TV. Please help. Okay. So Aaron's a boy.
0: Yeah. Because it's spelled like a boy. Oh, female comic assigns spelling to gender. (laughs) Uh, What about one-on, one-off? Like, you get 90 minutes of 90 Day Fiance, I get 90 minutes of Rachel Maddow. Uh You know, there's that. Or try—and this is not advocating for mansplaining, but try explaining stuff to her because you're talking about intelligent shows that— inform the way our worlds operate. Yeah. And maybe if you say to her, like, oh, if we watch this show, this explains X, Y, and Z. And, you know, this does affect you as a small business owner. Right. Like, check this out. I always have my husband tell me about the <laughs> podcast he listens to. That way I get the benefit of the information without having to be bored by hearing another host talk. <laughs> and then I kind of get interested. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, maybe turn on Pod Save America. Maybe maybe turn on a Malcolm Gladwell 1. So I think maybe there's, like, this weird dividing line like she watches dumb TV I watch this or there's also the version where like one of you reads a book while the other one watches a show right you know I I really think TV time is personal time and if you don't want to watch it you can just go in the other room or you can just agree on a movie together but I also wonder if if you think this stuff is important try explaining it to her and if she loves you then she'll make an effort I don't believe it goes the other way you do not need to watch uh like you know, my 55 kids and religion. Like, you don't have to watch that show.
1: But, well, okay, I think that there's something to be said for if you want her to watch documentaries with you, and this is, like, not going to be the most fun thing for you, but pick out a couple that you already love that you think she would like and rewatch those with her to show her, like, oh, this is how cool it can be. Because some documentaries are bad. So if you're just yes, picking them out yes. and you're getting Maybe she had a bad boring, experience. Yeah, so rewatch a couple that you love.
0: Or sometimes being in a relationship is just doing shit the other person wants to do. Hey,
1: it would mean a lot to me.
0: One-on-one-off. Or take your phone out and just play a weird block game while she watches it. Let's watch both fire documentaries in a row. I have a problem because I love TV so much that no matter what comes on, I start staring. And my husband's always like, "Uh uh-oh, we've lost her. Because, like, the weather will come on. And he'll be like, you really need this Dallas Rains report about a cold front? I'm like, I just, they've got graphics. So I'll watch anything. Almost anything.
1: Well, but you like to pick your own thing. Like, I love to recommend things to people, but I do not take other people's recommendations. I'm the same way. And I'll tell people all day long, you have to watch this movie, you have to, and they'll be like, oh, have you watched this? I'm like, no, I don't get, have time. Get out of my face I with your have agenda. Time. I'm busy watching things that I want to watch. So
0: TV time is very personal.
1: Yeah. So find
0: something you both like or get two TVs and headphones and play them next to each other. Next question.
1: <laughs> Uncharted underscore 11. Wants to know your opinion of on and off relationships. Once it's over, should it stay over? Does it depend on the issue?
0: Your thoughts? Everything depends on the issue. Right. Depends on the type. It depends on if you're dating other people. I think a lot of times you'll hear on and off relationships because people move, circumstances change. Like I was dating someone they were, and and maybe you have to grow and evolve in order to come together. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people – I had a boyfriend like that that I knew like seven years ago. And then you come together, you're like, oh, this person. Depends on the type. I also think a lot of times on-off again is you know you don't work, but you work enough that if you're not into someone else, it's easy. Like you send them a text and all of a sudden you spent the weekend together, but you're always reminded why it doesn't work. Right. You seldom get on-again, off-again when the other person is like happy with someone else. I I know that sounds like duh because you're with someone – on and off again is because we're both bored. We haven't really found anyone else. You're comfortable. I know where all the stuff is at your house. Yeah. So it's usually because you haven't found someone better.
1: Well, I feel like there's a more of a trend now, especially online, with everybody's being themselves towards polygamy and just like everybody's well, polygamy, got open polyamory. Relationships. Yeah, where that's more maybe and on more, your searches. <laughs> it's not on my searches polyamorous. I kind of have multiple boyfriends. But it's more and more just people. Like, oh, no, I don't have boundaries. I don't have whatever. That's,
0: like, a thing for our generation. Like, I think we're having, like, the least amount of kids. We spend the most time alone.
1: Good, it's just people's—
0: people. For sure. People's fear of commitment. And so everyone's like, I don't know. I'm just open. You hear that a lot when you move to L.A. and in your 20s and 30s from guys like, I don't know. I just—you hear girls say, like, I just want to have fun with fun people. Yeah. No. What we're all looking for is a great person. And in the interim, we're acting like we are hippies with no attachments. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day— Of course you want to find, like, a special person. You're just not going to be a weirdo about it. And you want to come off as easygoing because men find that attractive. Yeah. A lot of times girls do that. Like, I don't know. I'm just free spirit. I don't want to date anyone. And sometimes it's true. But for the most part, what you're saying is I don't want to date anyone I don't like unless I find someone amazing. When guys are like, it's just not the right time. It's always the right time when you find the person you like. Mm -hmm. So that's it. On again, off again is usually just haven't found someone better. And I keep forgetting how much I don't like you until I date you again that I remember I don't like you and I'll call you for a couple of weeks. And then we see each other at Jones and we fuck that night and then go out for brunch. And I say I'm going to call you and I don't. And now he's married to a really pretty girl and they live in West Covina, and she's a kindergarten teacher.
1: Oh, okay. Next one. Juleski 864 asks, what's your take on combo food trends and what would you come up with next? Examples, sushi burrito, mac and cheeseburger, butter chicken, non-bread taco. P.S. You're the only reason I go on Insta. Love everything you put out for us to enjoy. Can't wait to see you in Halifax.
0: That is so sweet. I honestly, up until the Halifax part, thought this was a question to you.
1: (laughs) So excited to see me in Halifax for my tour where I just talk about foods I've tried.
0: Well, all the combo food trends. Uh, I'm going to go hard pass. Not just because I think most of the fast like fast food's gross, and most of American food cronut? is just gross. Okay, cronut gets a pass because it is tasty.
1: KFC double down.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that is, but I don't want to double Meats anything. says breads. Yeah, no, and like Domino's bullshit special chicken. What is that name? It's just chicken on a piece of parchment paper.
1: What about the? Um,
0: Why do you know so many?
1: Little Caesars had a pizza that was a pretzel crust with cheese in it. Is that a combo? Here's item? my
0: thing. Are your taste buds so dead from genetically modified organisms and chemicals and MSG that you need to up the ante every time by quadrupling the well, caloric intake?
1: Okay, sushi burrito, I don't believe in that.
0: Here's the thing. And we do this in America, and I love being an American, but we ruin the essence of stuff. People mm-hmm. are horrified at how big everything is here. Sushi is one bite. Mm-hmm. That It is designed—they even give women smaller portions— which is bullshit because like I can eat a whale's mouth full of sushi, but <laughs> sometimes you get those ones that are like sometimes they're too big, yeah. and it shouldn't be that way. American sushi is gigantic. A sushi burrito flies in the face of Japanese minimalism, so it's like you're taking the thing and you're the fact that it's sushi. Okay, there's raw fish in it, but that's about it. Yeah. So it's, we have this. I know America's a melting pot and fusion <laughs> food is great, but it's we're getting these weird like created in a lab Hulk versions of things. Mm-hmm. And there's no appreciation for the essence of something and for – it is what is like a simple bowl of rice is a tasty thing if it's it's made right. I just think, you know, like even – okay, an ice cold Coca-Cola. I know this is one of your favorite things. In a can. (laughs) Tasty. Do we have to add flavoring and a float of ice cream? Like,
1: No, I don't believe in an ice cream float, but I will drink a vanilla Coke.
0: There's simplicity in a good version of something. And I think people are very – this is my husband talking, but I think there people are – it's my thought, but like he would say, this: people are very used to bad versions of things. So the idea is, well, both of these are bad. So if we put them together, maybe it's mediocre. Okay. So you don't need to put it. You're you're a monster. We don't need to put these things together. It's like makeup. Like a simple cat eye is beautiful, and blue eyeshadow. If you're garbage, is fine. Putting them together, now it's too much. A smoky yeah. eye is trashy. Blue eyeshadow is trashy. Put them together. Double trashy, right? But now you've just become so out of control that no one can tame you.
1: Well, it has to be done thoughtfully. You can't mush them together. Just Platform to mush heels, them. trashy.
0: Uh, what is it called? Fishnets, trashy. Put them together, you're a double hooker,
1: right? Exponential garbage. But the problem, okay, is what we
0: specialize in?
1: A mac and cheese burger. When you bite into it, all the mac and cheese falls out because it's that fried, like have I just a piece breaded? of cheese? You already right, got. Well, here's the problem. It all falls out. Like some of these things. When you mush them yes. together, eat, taking a bite, it all falls apart. It's so, sensory
0: overload. You're just going to end up exhausted. Also, a lot of times restaurants serve burgers, and I feel like the subtext is, you want this? Fuck you. Oh, it's a triple quarter pounder with a piece of sushi on it. And it, it, you can't well, eat it. Well, wh- I mean, yeah, they're putting weird stuff on burgers, but one of the best— What's the KFC Double Down?
1: It's um, uh, chicken uh-huh. as the bread, oh, and yeah. then, like, bacon and cheese in between the two chickens. Oh,
0: it's paleo.
1: It's keto. And Taco Bell did one that where there was a chicken yes. was the shell. Yeah, that's what that you want. pretty good. You want your
0: chicken in a shape. You want fo- you a formed chicken.
1: Chi- that was pretty good, I will say. But they had these little chicken dippers. Those
0: weren't very good.
1: There's nowhere for the, for the flavor to hide. No, <laughs> so
0: The flavors are so bold. Think about the amount of chemicals you're consuming. You should be disgusted. We are the only country that looks like this. We're just, remember in Mad Max, Like, those women who they milked for, like, milk, and they were just, like, hooked up to, like, Mm -hmm. milking machines. That's us. We're just all fat, just taking in chemicals, trying to be healthy.
1: It's so upsetting when you see the pictures of old, uh, like, carnivals, and they're, like, the world's fattest man. And I'm like, like I see that person every day. I see that
0: person every time I take off my clothes. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. I see it.
0: Yeah, so— just think about the fact that you are poisoning yourself and you're gross out and people in Japan are eating, like, a piece of unseasoned fish and they're very <laughs> fulfilled. But
1: there is a way to do a thoughtful combo. We just haven't really come upon it's it yet. fusion
0: food, but this isn't fusion.
1: I mean, one time I had brunch at a place where I got mashed potatoes and an eggs benedict and I combined them and it was so thrilling.
0: Oh, you're like one of those people that loves a Thanksgiving sandwich.
1: I know, and here's why, because there's, like, cranberries on there. But a mashed potato and a a smoked salmon and
0: a— Okay, look, I think we can agree that mashed potatoes make everything better. True. But I'm not going to use them as patties and sandwich them between a to-go wrap. If you put mashed potatoes in, like, a fried—the way they do with mac and cheese— that sounds tasty. —as a patty on a burger. All right, that sounds good. That sounds pretty good. All right, next question. (laughs) Next question. When are latkes going to get their due? That would be tasty. Latkes as patties? Fried potato? I'm Sign me up. that they haven't. People don't like Jews. Next
1: question. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> okay. Florin Cho? Florin Seho. How do girls learn to fully love their
0: bodies when everyone and everything screams the opposite? Dude, I don't know. Um, Here's the fun, nasty little secret that will make your life easier. No matter what you look like, fashion will always scream the opposite. So... You can be a nihilist and just kind of decide that self-hate is futile because anger won't make things fit. So I people always say that I have a good body. And I know, oh, my God, how can you say that? You're so uppity. I go to the gym. It's been a thing. Like, I always – I'm in shape, whatever. Yeah. I really believe that fashion wakes up every morning. and They're like, how can we make this girl feel bad? If you think I have a good body, I'm sitting here telling you I feel nothing fits and I feel I look good in almost nothing.
1: Yeah, we've had some issues with some clothes.
0: I'm sure that you've heard me screaming, like, in my mouth, just, like, cursing in a (laughs) dressing room. So just know that unless you are—even if you're a model, so you're tall and lanky, you probably have a hard time finding jeans that fit. Mm -hmm. Whatever you are, there is fashion out there to make you feel worse. Just know that within limits, you know, I I can't speak—if you're 300 pounds, I don't know. And, you know— but within, you know, size 0 to 14, mm-hmm. this is like an average range of people, there are plenty of clothes out there designed for you. And it really just takes, like anything, takes time and effort. Everything, if you've got big boobs, all the bras are made for girls with like little mosquito bites for nipples. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got a curvy body, everything's made for stick-straight girls. That's how you see the world. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Hating yourself, getting angry storming out of a store, which I've done, clothes don't care. They're like, fine, don't come back. We're French. Who cares? Find what works for you and stay in that lane and never vary. (laughs) But that's it. It, No matter what you look like, there's something out there that's there to make you feel bad. Right. I promise you there are clothes out there that are your type. Unfortunately, what you want to wear is always the stuff. Like, I just want to wear stuff that's tight in the thighs and it will never look good. Mm -hmm. I just want to wear, like, cute halter tops, but I always need a bra. So the stuff that you want to wear you can never wear. Right. You're just gonna have to accept it, and find the stuff that looks good on you. When you get a great outfit that fits, that form like that's perfect, and that's like yeah. it accentuates what you have, you feel amazing. And it just takes a little bit of digging. A bit find of a digging. celebrity that you think you have a similar body type to. You don't. They're all made from like alien clay. But find one like that and, and see what they small. wear. Yeah, that's it. Short. I look at Gwen Stefani. I want to look dressed like that, but she and I are not built the same. No. So. But you could. I mean. I mean, a little you bit. You get close. I'm also, like, not a singer, so it's, like, a little more. Rural. But you they're, you know. cool. So yeah, you can that. get
1: away with a lot as a singer. You can wear real weird stuff and just
0: be like, I'm a singer. I wear graphic tee on stage. People are like, we can't hear your jokes. We're looking at your tee. <laughs> Fun shoes. I'm distracted.
1: <laughs> Shorty pie four says, I've always wondered how you're able to get Blanche into restaurants. Do you only pick dog-friendly spots or is she registered as an emotional support animal? And of course I love your work. Now I wanted you to answer this because I think the way you get Blanche into places speaks to the larger way you travel through life.
0: Which is that rules don't apply to me
1: not even, yes, but you just walk in confidently and no one asks
0: you any questions. Well, here's the other thing. I don't walk in with my dog in one of those stupid, fake service dog vests. Like, we know that your Chihuahua is not a service dog. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that also mocks real service dogs. I have a bag. It looks like a gym bag. It is made by Delta. A lot of people ask me this. It's like a Sherpa bag. It is designed for flying. One panel is opaque. The other one is mesh. Mm -hmm. And I just walk in with a bag. Nobody, her head's not sticking out. There's nothing on it that makes it look like a dog bag so people yeah. don't notice that I have a bag and she's such a calm dog and loves to come along and then I put her under the table mm-hmm. and she will sit there for the duration of the meal. Yeah. Sometimes I'll sneak her food. The basis for me bringing my dog everywhere, it really hinges on the fact that she is a really calm dog and I think people, it's based on your dog. Some dogs can't be out in public. No. So that's it. I bring her in a bag. There's, You're not going to get the health department citing you if they don't even know there's a dog there. Right. And sometimes if there's a patio, I'll sit on the patio where it's legal. But I never want the restaurant to be jeopardized. I never, you know, and I do have the letter that I travel with. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to call that out. So I have the bullshit paperwork and she's in a bag. That's how I take her most places.
1: Right.
0: And, you know, sometimes you get places that don't care. Mm -hmm. Where was I just now? I think Philadelphia, like, didn't care at all if my dog was indoors. You get some restaurant. D.C. did not give a fuck. Yeah. They're like, oh, a dog. Let her out. So some places just don't care. Um, so I always try to be respectful of the rules until I know that I can break them.
1: But that is such a different approach because I would walk in with her and I would immediately go up to the host and be like, is this okay? Can we be here?
0: Yeah. You're asking people who only have the power to say no. Right. And I, it's not even about ask for forgiveness after you've done the thing. I just... Just, I know that she's gonna be cool. Yeah. What's the problem? She's
1: never gonna do anything. She Ever. will sit silently in her bag. She will not get out. Not even a hair will get out of For that. For a cross
0: country flight. So I just happen to have a really good dog, but I also know that most people are stupid and don't have the power to really help you. So I just sit down yeah. with the dog in a bag. And usually your waiter's cool enough. You can be like, you wanna see a dog in a bag? And they, you know? <laughs> or they'll just say, actually, if you could just keep her in the bag. And I do. Or I've had people be like, we can't have that dog here. And I'll be like, no problem. I'm not going to go to the mat on that. So that's it. It's just about navigating who's cool enough to let me be with my dog in public. Mm -hmm. Usually her head sticking out is fine. You're going into like a Jamba Juice. They're not going to be like, you need to go. Because the issue is that the dog has its like feet on the floor. But if it's in a bag, they don't care.
1: Nobody cares. I've definitely walked in places with her in a bag. I get some looks at Rite Aid.
0: Yeah. Well, you wear like weird hats. You look like a a terrorist. (laughs) You look like you're going to bomb something
1: with my big black bag. Yeah.
0: All right, I think you should read the next one because it is a long one. People want to hear my voice. Yeah. Casper underscore dev dog. I have really bad social anxiety now. Two Marine combat tours, Iraq, and it's just plain being out of my house. I take meds and see a shrink, but it's not going away. I don't like people. I'm so glad I didn't start this doing, like, a dumb voice because it's, like, a serious (laughs) one. Um, I did read this, though. I take meds. Okay, I don't like people coming over. Uh, except for my mom, sister, nephew, and literally three friends. Honestly, Casper Dog. I mean, who isn't like that? I still get lonely and would like to find a girl. All dating websites make me sound like a serial killer or rapist because I state the facts in my bio. Because you're a military man. I say I would like uh, a first date to have a home-cooked meal and movie or whatever they would like to watch at my house. In the summer, even barbecue. I live in a city with 75,000 people in a good neighborhood. My house is small but clean and nice. Yeah, you really do state the facts. I have lots of neighbors, but all girls here is I want to fuck on the first date or lure them to my house, which might as well sound like I live in the middle of the woods. How do I find a girlfriend? First of all, bravo for being self-aware. You know, I think a problem a lot of men have is, what? Who wouldn't want to do this? Why don't girls want me? I'm entitled to it. So I really think that even though you say you're the kind of guy that states the facts and you have anxiety, I really applaud you being so self-aware and and seeing that landscape and seeing why people might be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. As for wanting no one but three people over, that's all of us. Like, we had a party the other weekend, and as people were coming over, I was like, this is a mistake. <laughs> also, a locked profile isn't the best because I think I tried to look you up, and people try to do that. So that makes people nervous. Um, but men, there's this allowance in our society. Men are allowed to be more direct than women. Right. If a girl was like, I want to have a home-cooked meal at my house, I mean, a guy would want to come over, but you are allowed to be direct. And I think the right girl for you will resonate with that. I understand. I would not want to go to a guy's house.
1: Not on the first date.
0: So maybe you could just make that consideration and make that concession for the first date. You could pick a quiet coffee shop. You could say, let's just go on a walk.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, it's a lot to lay it out there. Like, I have some form of PTSD. I served. I think when people know that you served, I think it gives it more context versus like I am a keyboard warrior. You know, there's someone out there that will respect all that, but I do think giving a little bit and then if you hit it off, she'll see how much how how much that was for you, how hard that was for you to do that and she'll respect that. Just go you don't have to I don't know the degree of your PTSD. I know that a lot of our soldiers that come home can't be in crowded places. Mm-hmm. So you can find like a quiet thing, and you can sit in the corner and meet her. Uh, But I don't think a lot of women want to go over to a guy's house. That is a scary thing. So just try. Um, Or a park. Parks aren't crowded. You know, pick an environment that you'd be comfortable in and explain that to her. And then hopefully you're super hot and that, like, clinches the deal. But I want to say that I, I really appreciate you writing that in. And I think doing, you know, you see a therapist and all that stuff. But you leave your house to see that therapist, and I'm sure you leave your house for work. So try to find something that doesn't hurt so much and see if you can just come out of your shell a little bit to lure her into your shell.
1: Yeah. And the next time she'll come over for dinner.
0: Barbecue. Yeah. In your nice, clean house. There you go. In your nice, clean house. And you can be together (laughs) and have a barbecue. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. But I do know a lot of military people are very private as well. So I understand you're not having a unlocked you know, profile, but Right. But it's I mean,
1: especially on being honest is so fantastic. But you yeah, do, I don't fault you for any of that. You
0: have to go outside to meet
1: them. Yeah. Because you could be a murderer. They don't know.
0: For sure. I do side with the girl on that. And at the end of the day, like you are probably stronger than her. And it is scary. Yeah. And she doesn't know you. She doesn't if she doesn't know you, you have no Facebook friends in common and your profile is locked. There's no way to account for, you know, mm-hmm. you can't say to a murderer, like, I know where your house is, so don't murder me like he's going to murder anyway. Yeah. So you're not a murderer. You just got to show her you're not a murderer by yeah. meeting her out in public. Just once. Then you can fuck. <laughs> then you can eat Kashi going crunch together and roots and toots and into the sunset. Really test that relationship. Yeah. Part <laughs> up that clean house. Barbecue? Yeah, I got butane right here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my hand. All right. <laughs> Next question. Sester Bex. How
1: to ask someone you've been talking to to become your BF or GF? How do you ask someone to be your boyfriend or girlfriend? Sorry, you
0: asked, you said how to ask someone you've been talking to to become your boyfriend or girlfriend. You know, you wrote that as if you'd accept them becoming either. <laughs> You're like, look, that's a boy I like. He could be my boyfriend or my girlfriend. <laughs> so I'm more focused on the way you ask the question. And we don't have enough information to answer that.
1: But how? Okay. Balls you- out.
0: Ask. If they like you, it's meant to be. If not, move on. Right. Just ask. I also don't remember the last time someone was like, do you want to be my girlfriend? It just kind of becomes clear. But right. yeah, just be like, we've been dating. By the way, is it a stranger?
1: Yeah. Is it talking like you work together? Is it talking like you've gone out a few times? Gone out a few
0: times. If you like someone, you have to take that. Fortune favors the bold. Oh. And most girls, if she's talking to you, she would love it if you asked that.
1: Yeah. I don't know if
0: you're a boy or a girl. I don't know.
1: Well, it could be a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Yeah,
0: you since since you'll take either, your chance of getting either have doubled because <laughs> you'll take a boyfriend or a girlfriend.
1: Take whatever you want.
0: Take whatever you can get and run. Emily R this. Is that a good fart noise? No. That's, that's a, a robot. Really fart. like, "Hi guys, I'll be your substitute teacher." Miss <laughs> Oh, sloppy dude. What? I don't know. Just trying to get some junk in our dumps and pep in
1: our step. Emily R. Moravitz says, I'm about to graduate college, and I'm single as can be, and I love it. Love it. But a lot of my family, mainly my mom and friends, are asking in an almost pitiful way if I have a significant other. I just want to focus on my career, lay a foundation for myself, and figure out who I am before bringing someone else into the picture. How do I explain this without sounding like a psycho-feminist who is too career-oriented?
0: Well, who cares what they think? I know that's easier said than done. First of all, that's your answer right there. And you say it in a nice way. Like, I'm just really focused right now. I'm sure if you met the guy of your dreams tomorrow, it would be different. But it's not uncommon for women to defer to being like, you know what? I don't have that right now, so I really want to focus on me. And I think that's really healthy. I'm sure you're still being open-minded. You can say all of that to them. They will still be your family at the end of the day. So it doesn't matter if the answer is bad. And I, I want to say this for all women out there. It's very natural for people to ask that. I ask men all the time, like, if I meet a cute guy who's younger, I'm I'm like, oh, do you have a girlfriend? Like, it's a good entry point because I'm like, oh, I want to hear about your girlfriend. Like, it's fun to talk about those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think men a lot of times are like, oh, she asked me if I had a girlfriend and that's too much stress. With family, like, they kind of want to know you're okay. And you're going to go and get this amazing job and finish school and they're going to see you're okay. But I want to point out it's natural for people to ask that. I got married. People want to know if I'm going to have a baby. People like to know the next step. And they're excited for you for that next step. They don't know the intricacies of your job and your degree, so it's kind of hard to ask that. You know, it just depends. Um, but the fact that you're bothered by it means that there's something there. I am unbothered by people asking me about kids because I am steadfast in the fact that I'll make my own decisions, no one's business, and I've got my own career. I never get offended. The fact that you are bothered by it, I think, you're, I think that there's something there. Maybe you would like to meet someone and it stresses you out that people ask that because you're probably trying and doing the best you can, which is what most girls like. I'm trying. Why aren't you married? I'm trying. So don't ask me. So I think the fact that you wrote in about it means that there's a little bit more unpacking there. Mm -hmm. That's my answer. It's probably one of the best answers I've ever given. Wow. She's at home just writing a dissertation and and her PhD. She's like, that's not true. I don't know. But that's my answer. Yeah. Also you've given them the answer. People also just kind of go on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Your aunt, your grandma, they're just going to ask you stuff and it is what it is. The good news is you get to see them at every holiday.
1: Yeah. So just answer all so your questions then.
0: I said horrible things to my brother and then 5 minutes later, "Okay, I love you." Like it's your family. It's I mean, fine.
1: I was devastated when my parents were going to invite someone over over the holiday cuz I was like, "I'm going to have to
0: explain to someone else what my job is." Yeah, I, you know what? I have to be honest. We're talking about things that upset you. I get a little, not upset, uh, but just kind of when people are like, so, oh, you, you're wanting to get into movies now? And I'm like, I have been trying for a decade. Literally no one will hire me for the worst reasons, the dumbest reasons. Right. But they don't know that. All right. they see is that I did a movie. Oh, she must want... When people don't like, like, oh, know. are you
1: going to do more movies? They don't know. Are you know. going to be an
0: actress? And they, you know what you have to remember is that they mean well. Yeah. When they ask you, what was last comic standing like? When they ask you. <laughs> yeah. They don't know that you don't care and you don't want to talk about it because it's a reference point. Right. These people have reference points. It's the way humans interact. So either get over it, um, that sounds so mean, or address it, but don't let it bother you.
1: Tiffany B. asks, how do you politely tell people that your child's sexuality is none of their business? <sighs>
0: Maybe like a cake, like a gender, like opposite of a gender reveal cake. You just um, cut
1: into it and it's nothing and you go, I won't tell you. Yeah,
0: you asked me, how do people politely tell, how do you tell people politely that your child's sexuality is another business? My question is, why is anyone asking about the sexuality well, of I'm your child? If it's a the sex, thing. maybe. Uh, I think that you meant to say sex, I don't, not sexuality.
1: I was thinking that it's, like, the similar thing of, oh, like, is your son who loves Lady Gaga a gay?
0: A gay? No. Lady
1: Gaga yeah, but gay. but that's
0: sexuality. I think my point is, like, the sex or the gender. But sexuality. But I think they're asking about okay, gay well, Don't ask straight. about It's a kid. Fucking get a life. How about. I actually had somebody the other day said something about their son. And I was like, oh, maybe he... Like, I was giving away glitter.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like, oh, maybe your son wants the glitter. And she just said, we don't know yet. Not saying all gay guys want glitter, but I think. And in that moment, I was like, that's that. Yeah. I think we aren't sure yet. And just let them deal with that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Other people's awkwardness is not your issue. Yeah. So clearly, it's up for debate. Like, clearly, it is not, this is my daughter, and she's super girly, and we know. So... You don't owe anyone an answer, but if they're asking, you can just say, we're not sure yet. Yeah. We don't know yet. What? I was giving away glitter. The, that whole stuff. <laughs> it was. It was after the show. I was talking to some woman. I mean, she had kids. It was like a friend of a friend. Um, But she said that. She's like, you know, we aren't sure yet. And she's kind of said it with like, like – uh, that wasn't a joke, but it was like, yeah, we oh, don't know. Yeah. Which, yeah kind of, you know, I inferred from that, like, oh, they're very open to this and they don't know. And you don't have to know. Some people don't know until they're adults. So, I think that that's a really good, if you say it kind of with a smile, and anything beyond that, like, is no one's business. Yeah.
1: Right. But I tell the lady, hey, go offer this person's child some glitter. That's a very nice way to do it. It's a great way to find
0: out if he's gay. Power gay. Can I interest you in some glitter? Everybody likes glitter. Lesbians love glitter, too. People love raves and drugs is what it comes down to. Um... I, you know, it's tough because it's kind of like it's no one's business. So rarely are you in someone's face. Like, it's none of your business. Yeah. And most people are just curious, and we so don't foster a conversation about those things. So maybe there's a kind way to be like, we don't know. And just yeah. say it like that. And if they have follow-up questions, they can talk to your press secretary. Correct.
1: Do you want to do your top of the cob?
0: Yep. Do we already do the song? Yeah, we did. My top of the cob is a simple one. You're still hung up because of the sexuality thing. I just think hearing child and sexuality is kind of like, you didn't say kid, you said child. I don't care what the sexual preference of an eight, I don't care who an eight-year-old wants to make out with. It's weird. <laughs> so get a hobby. Okay. I think it's weird. People are sewing so each other's private parts. And it's just like, who cares? You go fuck who you like, and they're not hurting anyone. They're not trying to molest your kid just because they're gay or trans. Quit yeah. being so weird about it.
1: Nobody wants your ugly kid.
0: Guess what? No one wants to sit next to anyone in a bathroom while they're taking a power turd. So why don't you give them a break? It's not like, oh, because you're trans man to male to female, now you get to hear women take dumps. What an honor. <laughs> Anyhow, my top of the cob is um, bathroom organizing. Very few respites in this world from the tumult that is out there. And sometimes I like, I get a lot of products. We're gifted a lot for the show, and I sometimes will take, like, 20 minutes and just go in my bathroom and reorganize my things, get rid of old things, and kind of cleanse that. And it's mm-hmm. a fun, girly thing to do. I put on a little bit of music, and it's kind of like my little, this, like, little happy place where I just get to, like, be among my beauty products and imagine a face that could be.
1: Yeah, I hear that Cruella
0: Spotify playlist coming from upstairs. I'm oh, like, oh, she's cleaning in there. Get wet. <laughs> Hashtag crew. Yeah, I go in there, and I kind of just zone out. And it feels really good to purge yourself of old products. You've got lipsticks that you always thought you wanted. It's just like, look, I'm never wearing a blue lipstick. It's never happening. I get rid of it, I give it to you, I give it to the housekeeper. So it's great. You probably have about $1,000 worth of high end cosmetics squirreled away. Squirreled away. Yeah, definitely squirreled away. I just
1: cleaned out my bathroom. That's
0: your Mizuaki cartoon, squirreled away. <laughs> squirreled away. <laughs> it's just about you visiting the land of garbage.
1: Just tucking it into various pockets.
0: Oh, some nerds out there are laughing at that deep cut. Oh, boy. All right, let's hear yours.
1: Uh, Mine is when someone that you were thinking about texts you. You're like, oh, should I reach out to that person? And then they text you, and you're like, ha-ha.
0: Synchronicity.
1: Yeah. It's a nice Mm. little pleasant surprise. Since 90% of the texts I get are from you, it's nice when it's someone else.
0: Oh, you love texting with me. You texted me on your off days. Also, does that mean that Domino's text you? Cause like that's
1: <laughs> no, I received emails from them and Pizza Hut, and I had to unsubscribe from both. Oh my both. god, it you subscribed
0: in the first place?
1: Cause I ordered online. All right, and you watch your you watch a little animated man make your pizza for you.
0: Look, I'm not gonna act like I'm above it. I've definitely enjoyed a Domino's flat pizza, thin crust pizza, tasty. I tried to order it one day on on one New Year's Eve in San Francisco, and I was so hammered. <laughs> and I could not figure out how to work that website. And it's I called complicated. A friend for help. It's I, never, com- <laughs> I never got that pizza.
1: Domino's, cheese, white sauce, mushrooms. Ugh! White sauce. White sauce. Where's that coming like from? An alfredo or a something. A garlic.
0: Oh my God. Parmesan. All right. Cheese well, mushrooms. Perfect what pizza. Started with a power fart commentary, has now <laughs> just been reduced to me never wanting to eat again because you're getting white sauce from Domino's. Yum. There's there's a gross combo. Alfredo mixed with pizza. Is that necessary? Yes. Alright, fine. Just we'll slink out of here. <laughs>